Hi, I'm Kaylee Frost, the Head of Clinical Support at Health Assured, and I'm joined today by Natasha, one of our wellbeing counsellors, and we're going to talk about body positivity and self-acceptance. Natasha, are you okay? Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to this today. No, no, thank you for, for volunteering. It's such a... Um, it's, it's a topic that really needs a bit of focus and we don't re we haven't really done too much to highlight this apart from on things like mental health hour um at health assured so it's the first conversation that i've had with anyone really about body positivity self-acceptance so i'm really pleased that that you've come along today so first natasha just tell me a little bit more about what got you into the clinical world what got you into counseling okay um so i I have very recently qualified actually towards the start of the year. Um, I was a COVID graduate. <laughs> so I did my exam a couple of years ago, but actually I've only really gained my certificate in January this year. Um, I've done quite a lot of LGBT work. Yeah. Um, that was where I chose to do my placement. Mm -hmm. So um, my knowledge on that in general um, yeah. has come a long way, probably a little bit linking in with obviously what we're going to discuss today, Absolutely. body dysmorphia. Yeah, um, self-acceptance yeah. is a big yeah. thing here. It's sexuality as well, self-acceptance. Yeah. Self it's it's massive within yeah. the, um, that community, that, that huge umbrella yeah. um, within the LGBT world. Um, and I started with Health Assured first as an advisor yeah. um, about nine months ago now. So, um, and then obviously gradually moved across as my qualification came in. And again, the experience, the broadness of everything on the helpline yeah. can be insane. The the call volumes that come through. It's everything from mm. anxiety and low mood to really more niche things, isn't trauma. it? Like specialist, yeah. yeah, exactly. Trauma, um, self identity, um, terminal illness. Uh, got, there's, there's hundreds of categories, mm. isn't there? Of, of, of reasons why people might call. So it's really great for you as a newly qualified counsellor as well mm. to have that so much exposure to all these different um, presenting issues, mm. and I guess help shape where you want to move with your practice and your clinical work, which yeah. is fab. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think very new to the qualification I don't really have like an area of expertise if you like yeah. it's very much building my experience building my knowledge more than anything the amount I've learned just in the last five months since moving from advisory to counseling yeah. is insane insane amounts of experience and this is another string <laughs> yes. to the bow now. This is amazing for you. Yeah. Um, okay, well, first of all, let's just talk about what body positivity and self-acceptance is. So in, in your mind, you know, when you're supporting individuals, what do you see body positivity as? Um, it's very much feeling comfortable in your own skin, in your own body, in your own perception of yourself more than anything I think a lot of people assume that body confidence is just about your weight it's not it comes from um I don't know the way your hair sits some people hate that they've got bushy hair or whatever mm -hmm. um it comes from spots scars cellulite everything right down to obviously the way people choose to dress it's about feeling comfortable in who you are yeah. as opposed to just as simple as, as the numbers on the scale it, it's it's so much yeah. bigger than that and self-acceptance is exactly as it sounds it's how we perceive ourselves again it comes down to that perception yeah. and how we can be comfortable and be okay with who we are yeah. 
on a, a day-to-day basis. I think this is, I mean, this is something that we could probably go into to such an extensive mm-hmm. conversation about oh. because there's so many branches off, um, you know, body image mm-hmm. as a whole. If you're looking at body image, you've got body positivity, which we're, we're kind of focusing on today, but um, then you can go into more like actual conditions. So body dysmorphia and really mm-hmm. um, kind of serious diagnoses, you know, when it comes to, view on your body image and how you associate with that um what kinds of things you know in in like your practice in in counseling on the helpline what kind of examples of issues or concerns around body image have you kind of dealt with or supported with um a lot of it comes from external perceptions Uh, so a lot of it is um I don't know, my friend's so much thinner than me or um, my partner thinks that I've started to put weight on, which we do in relationships naturally. Um, And it a lot of the time comes from that external point of view as opposed to people actually thinking, do I need to do something about this? And sometimes it's it doesn't matter what other people think. It's about eliminating that talk, eliminating that... um, assumption that we need to be a certain way and and that's a lot of what we see is is other people's perceptions what is right and what is wrong um covid some people have gone one of two ways they've either dropped no end of weight and suddenly they're trying to put things back on and get healthier again or we've gone the opposite way people have noticed they've not exercised as much they have started eating differently and their bodies have changed shapes and there's no end of of calls that come through about their confidence their self-acceptance yeah confidence is a huge thing isn't it and that's linked with um body image massively but it also you know your ability you it, it links in with self-acceptance you know who am i as a person you like sometimes you know, you'll go through y- your entire life denying who you are or avoiding to accept who you are and part of that is your physical being as well but it could be your personality traits, the things you like doing. Um, you know, for personally speaking, for years, I didn't want to, you know, I made out that I'm like a metalhead mosher, but mm. actually love musicals. Like, so, you know, those types of things. And and I'd keep that as like my little secret that I'd go and watch musicals. You know, it's really <laughs> silly. It sounds really, really silly. Yeah, yeah, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's th- those little things where it doesn't have to be to do with the physical form it's what you're interested in terms of self-acceptance and and getting to that stage where you're like you know what this this is who I am um I'm very fortunate to you know be quite open about my hobbies and interests and stuff like that now but people won't they'll it'll manifest into something much bigger than what it needs to be it could be things like sexuality as well you know um many many people will suppress what they are, you know, in terms of, you know, their sexuality, their sexual alignments and orientations. Do you see that? I mean, we're going off the body topic here and looking mm-hmm. more at self-acceptance. Do you, you know, do you see much coming through on the helpline and in clinical work? And if you're, you know, your placements as well mm-hmm. with LGBT communities, do you see much in terms of, you know, older generations mm-hmm. finally kind of Going, well, you know what? This is who I am. How do I navigate this? I, yeah. I need to, I need to accept who I am. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. A lot of my clients going into placement. Um, obviously, you, you build 
that relationship up a little bit more. Um, obviously, the helpline work. Often we speak to people once or twice, and, yeah, and that's yes. it. Um, I had quite a few older clients at my um, LGBT placement, of which they struggled so many years and not really fully understood their own journey and them themselves in general yeah. to then suddenly be faced with okay so this is who I am before I can gain the acceptance from anybody else how do I even gain that acceptance from myself because we have to accept ourselves before we can accept other people's perceptions yeah. because otherwise their perceptions become ours and that's a that's big a really thing that's a huge thing um even in people's abilities workplace abilities yeah. abilities as a parent people come through and say oh I can't do this as a mum we have to accept that we are only one person yeah. and it's it's whatever we can do in that situation it's it's not about the perceptions of other people no, you're absolutely right I think that self-acceptance being priority is really key because then ultimately if you really got to a state of true self-acceptance whatever whatever whether anyone else accepts you or not for who you are should be irrelevant really you know if you have that much self-love as well and, and you're very comfortable in your skin and your me you know, um, metaphysical being as well you know you know who you are spiritually emotionally um then really that those types of people are very resilient as well they brush off any kind of negativity towards them any criticism that's not constructive um and I think that's what you know we all aspire to be so what kind of steps would someone take you know what's that kind of what would you recommend so if someone was calling you know to you and, and they're looking you know to really get to that true stage of self-acceptance loving everything mm -hmm. about themselves it might be impossible to ever love a hundred percent of yourselves mm -hmm. but what kind of things you know really like practical things could someone start doing and um, i love daily affirmations okay, okay. Yeah, yeah yeah um and it's something that i often recommend on the helpline there are apps you can buy like cue cards you can print them from yeah. like google images yeah. um but sometimes repeating that affirmation to yourself yeah. does exactly as it sounds it affirms that belief that we are whatever strong capable yeah. um intelligent whatever it might be we the more you tell yourself those things throughout the day, the more you will start to believe them for yourself. Yeah. And that's something that I often turn to on the yeah, helpline. Yeah. Um, something else is sometimes contradicting the negatives. So I would often say for every negative that you've got, try and counteract it with two positives. Okay. Not yeah, even yeah. just about body image, but anything. Um, so I don't know, say I didn't like my hair today. I'd be saying, okay, so that's on my appearance. I maybe really like my nails and I really like what I've worn today. Yeah. So, okay, I'm acknowledging that my hair, I don't know, didn't go to plan or whatever. This is all hypothetical, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you like, lived experience from yeah. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's about recognizing that there are still positives, yeah. even though there's that negative there. It might be that we messed up a huge work meeting, but we... I don't know, did an induction really well with a new starter and we smashed a conference. Yeah. Like, it's whatever it was. I feel like you're reading my mind. That was me last week. <laughs> I delivered some training on resilience and I was like freaking out. I was getting so upset. I went to Kylie. I was like, oh my God, like, what have I done? I'm going to lose my job. It was awful. And then, I, and, then, and then it wasn't. And then I was like, but I've just finished that and that was really good. And I just had a really amazing review with such a body and that was great. And then I immediately kind of forgot. And I didn't forget, but you, you just... If it you rationalizes yeah, it exactly. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think, for, so I'm someone that finds it very difficult to do things like 
daily affirmations. I feel awkward and uncomfortable. Even working in the clinical world for as long as I have, I find it very difficult to gel with things like journaling, Mm -hmm. affirmations and things. So my version of that, and this sounds really ridiculous, but it works for me massively is to like blast Lizzo on repeat, you know, like, you know, like really, you know, boosting my confidence Mm -hmm. through, you know, like self-empowered females and things like that. And I get singing in the shower or something. It's literally... (laughs) This is, yeah, either Lizzo showers or Slipknot showers. It's one oh, of the really? two. If I really need to feel myself, it's Lizzo um, or a musical shower, of course. Um, but that works for me a little bit more. And the, but I know what else. It sounds really silly, but watching the music videos as well because things cultural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the cool, things. You know, I think back when we were younger, I don't know how old you are, Natasha, but I feel like I'm a little bit older than you. Um, But music videos and stuff back in the day were, Mm -hmm. you know, Christina Aguilera in leather chaps and stuff. And like, that would really be like, oh God, I'm never going to look like that. At 11 years old, obviously, never going to look like that. But now it is all about loving yourself and it sounds really cheesy and um but it works like that That really works for me and doing things like watching tiktoks that are full of self-empowerment just lizzo's tiktok basically this is a lizzo podcast i think tiktok's (laughs) actually a really good platform because yeah these influencers are just day-to-day people yeah and you see um i buy my clothes from like in the style or like misguided or stuff they don't use your typical stick thin models they use people that they found on tiktok and they use the social media platform as their reason to get people in rather than what their model looks like there's more plus size out there than ever before and actually i look at some plus size stuff and think why haven't they got that in normal size yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i now understand yeah those plus size frustrations because it's such a a huge market now there's so many campaigns and, and whatever again misguided there was something on netflix um inside misguided oh i've not watched that it, yet it's quite good yeah. yeah but they do um they had a whole beauty campaign it was love thyself i think it was um and so many other beauty products have done exactly the same thing dove did one i was just about to say yeah. the dove one that was yeah. amazing wasn't it's, it yeah there's so much more out there about empowerment and body confidence yeah. as opposed to that stereotypical model type yeah I think that's where so you know it wasn't on my list of things to talk about as nothing is when I'm doing these but looking at the impact of social media and kind Mm. of digital well your digital well-being you know I do you know sessions on the impact of of social media on your mental health Mm. and stuff but I talk about the positives that it has turned around you know there is still the horrible negative toxic side of social media but there's so much positivity that's coming out of it you know I find different ways to do my hair do my eyebrows or you know wear clothes differently or ex you know do a new exercise or something like that from TikTok like it's been a wealth of you know knowledge and resources for me yeah there's still some idiots on there just as there are with anything but to be honest my for you page is just full of just empowering amazing um influential normal people which is and again it highlights the other strengths it highlights the comedy the um arts the the crafty side of things rather than just people being pretty which obviously the likes of instagram snapchat obviously facebook pictures that is what it was all about it was about those images as opposed to the personality behind those images whereas 
you can't just post a picture on TikTok. It is, it's a video. You have to show that life. Yeah. And I think that's where the personality starts to come through and the, the acceptance starts to come through. I think that is a really good tool for many individuals that are glued to their phone and don't mm -hmm. want to change that, um, yeah. that way of being, which is absolutely fine. I am one of those people myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hugely it, using um, the media, using kind of cultural like or pop culture in general in, in a really positive way can help. Yes, there's lots of therapeutic ways and clinical interventions, which, you know, we can talk about and, and different ways that you can, but you can use it alongside really positive influences. You know, you need to surround yourself with individuals as well that exude that kind of positivity. I, I, I've got very fortunate to have a good, you know, support network and friends and family, but I really gravitate towards the cheerleaders. Um, you know, the ones that pump you up and even when you look, well, feel like you look dog rough and mm -hmm. you're not feeling yourself, they will, pick out the best you know so a really amazing part of that you're being that day whether that's your person like something that you you've been hilarious or your eyebrows are looking right you know any little bits like that you it's really important I think if you do struggle with self-esteem and body image issues to surround yourself with, positivity. with the right yeah. people yeah um eliminating that sort of fat talk that yeah, yeah. assumption of actually have you lost weight or and I think sometimes even the compliments can come yeah. a little bit harsh. If someone was to turn around to me and says, oh, you look like you've put on some weight. I could be taking that as, great, I've put on weight. Yeah, yeah. Or I could be taking it as, oh, did they think I was really skinny? Yeah. Was I too skinny before? Or, oh, have, have I put on too much weight? Yeah. And vice versa, if someone says, oh, you've lost weight. Some, some people would take that as a compliment and go, oh my God, yeah, that's amazing. But then other people would look at that and think, well, did they think I was big before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, there's so much yeah. internally yeah. that goes on for people that even the best intended comments can be interpreted in such a way that it can be quite brutal for people. It can't, right. So again, share, sharing another experience. I told you I was good at making this yeah. about me. Um, so I'm I'm a bridesmaid in June and the bride, me and the other bridesmaid, we created a WhatsApp group and and it was, uh, you know, we're going to get fit and ready because we've got the hen do at the start of June, the wedding at the end of June. And we started this like the end of last year and the bride named it Fat Club, <laughs> the WhatsApp group. And at first I was like, and then actually, you know, we just use it as a constant stream of cheerleading, like, whoa, oh my God, you're doing amazing. Um, constant support and things. But at first I was like, oh my God, you called it Fat Club. Like, thank you. What do you, like, what are you trying to tell me? What do I need to do before this wedding? Um, and actually it's not that at all, but yeah, it's all about, you know, perception, like you say. Yeah. Um, we've gone really off, mm -hmm. off a tangent. No, but no, I think that that's, that's it's really mm -hmm. good. And I'm glad that we actually brought to like, you know, um, kind of the, your daily life, the things that you, you, loads of people are probably doing already using social media, hanging out with their loved ones and friends, mm -hmm. but how they can selfishly use that to their benefit, mm -hmm. to help them with their confidence, with their perception of themselves physically and, and emotionally and, and things as well. Um, okay. So looking at a little bit more about body positivity and body image, so looking at the physical side of things, mm -hmm. if someone is struggling with their physical the perception of their physical being, what kind of top tips would you have, Natasha, in terms of like what they might start to do? Yeah. So obviously the first thing is 
if the change wants, if they want that change to happen, um, I think every goal needs to be achievable. Yeah. Every goal needs to be achievable. I think some people will come to the helpline and they're like, I want to drop five stone. And you're like, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. Um, so work into an achievable goal, taking it day by day, step by step. That's really important because accepting who we are in, I don't know, a stone's time might feel more realistic yeah. than accepting ourselves five stone down the line. Yeah. So if change is what people want and what needs to to happen for them to find that acceptance, then that's more than okay. I'm not saying don't do what's going to yeah. make you happy, but make it achievable and be sensible and, and healthy with those changes. In regards to sort of top tips to accepting who we are now, um, I think wearing comfortable clothing, yeah. it took me so long to buy a new pair of jeans. I think I'd been in the same jeans since I was like 15. Yeah, oh my God. And it was it was like, I'm not buying a new pair of jeans to come to terms with the fact that I needed a bigger size. Yeah. To me, that was insane. Yeah. So wearing clothes that you're comfortable in rather than squeezing into a pair of jeans that is like six, seven years old and you're in agony all day, every day yeah, because they're going, too tight. I will lose, I will lose yeah. those, you know, that five pounds. Yeah. I've got a new so wear, be yeah, comfortable yeah. in the clothes that you do find yeah. because the more you see yourself in things you like, the more that acceptance is going to come yeah. because you look at yourself. I used to obviously, again, coming back to the jeans, I'd see my stomach like roll over my jeans yeah. and that was never going to bring me acceptance because yeah. all I was reminding myself of was that I've not got the same size body as I did seven or eight years ago. Yeah. So the more that you then find that comfort in new clothing, new um, experiences, that acceptance will start to come as well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned journaling earlier. Again, yeah. a great way to sort of reflect back on things. Um, journaling isn't always war and peace. It yeah. doesn't have to be sort of Bridget Jones, Dear Diary type yeah, yeah. stuff. It can quite simply be like bullet points. Um Again, it's not something I've ever really resonated with and, and been able to sort of keep up with. But people will ring up and say, actually, I've started writing down some positives. Yeah. I've started writing down, whether it be on like post-it notes around the mirror every morning yeah. or just in a nice little notebook, writing down those things that we do appreciate about ourselves so that on those days we don't have anything to appreciate, we can reflect back on that. Yeah. I think that's something that's really it highlights everything that, that yeah. we've had go on for us. I think, so there's, there's, I mean, we there's just an infinite yeah. amount of, you know, different things that can be done. I don't think, I mean, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you know, like getting professional support if you do need that, whether that's clinically or, or physically mm -hmm. as well. You know, we were just talking before about me having a personal trainer and, um, and, and, because I've gone for, you know, I've always been, you know, curvier and bigger and stuff like that. And I've always been quite confident anyway. Like, I don't really care, you know, that's fine. But the past couple of years, I think it was the lockdown and um, my self-confidence and self-esteem was impacted quite a lot. And and I'm not one for dieting and I hate exercise, obviously, but, you know, if I didn't like, I couldn't engage in either of those things. Nothing was going to change for me in my situation. And I sometimes need someone to take the reins, give me instructions um, and tell me what to do. So I got a personal trainer and um, it's really important to find ones that aren't, you know, like massive steadheads screaming at you. Like, and understand your limits. That's it. Understand your limits. It's no good going from no exercise to being put on this 
like, yeah, like vigorous training yeah like boot plan. camp yeah. yeah it needs to be what works for you yeah so yeah, he sorry. um no 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 gosh no don't, don't i keep interrupting you don't worry but he it's worth finding someone that's also in tune with well-being as well mm. so he looks at things holistically for me like the three hours we spend with each other a week are three out of however many hours there are in a week so he always assesses my sleep my anxiety levels my stress you know what have I got on at work that's going to impact my hormone changes as well he knows my I've mentioned it on another podcast before but he knows my menstrual cycle I think better than I do like yeah. you're on day 17 now aren't you Kaylee and I'm like what notice your mood Hello. Oh, yeah. yeah and he's like you're at your strongest now like we'll push you harder this week out of the four weeks yeah. of the month and stuff so it's really important it was important for me to find someone that would look at the seven 24 7 me rather than the three hours we spend with each other a week you know doing check-ins and things like that but you know what it's turned so I've got a new I wouldn't say love but uh interest in exercise I, I'm really liking how strong I'm getting. I like seeing what the changes in the mirror. Like I'm not always seeing the numbers on the scales change, but I'm seeing in the right lights and certain definition in, in like my arms and things. Um, if I stand in the right way for a little while. And that's um, the other thing, numbers on the scale. Yeah. You completely you're dropping fat, but you're building muscle. Yeah. So people work themselves really, really hard yeah. thinking that those numbers are going to drop, but actually they're not because you're you're gaining the muscle. All you're doing is turning that fat into muscle. Yeah. And therefore people are then working themselves even harder to try and drop those numbers. And burning themselves and, out as yeah. a result. Yeah. Yeah. And they're too tired. They have no energy. Mm -hmm. I, I found it about three months ago. So I dropped two stone in two months and I was like, right, nailed it. But that's because I, I quit drinking. Well, I stopped drinking. <laughs> that was where the, all the calories were. Yeah. So I stopped drinking for it because I couldn't afford those calories. Like in the week I wanted to eat. Um, so... And then for the past however long, like I've been completely consistent and I've been getting upset and losing focus over it. And he talks to me and he, and he says exactly the same thing, but it's taken a good couple of months to reframe my way of thinking, to accept that. And then he's like, what about a, trying a dress from a year ago? That, and I'm, cause I'm like, there's clothes I've not worn in two years. And then I actually did like a mini fashion show for myself at home. And then I texted him and I was like, you know what? I fit in three of the dresses I've not fit in in actually three years. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, there you go. Like, so your numbers don't mean anything cause you're getting stronger. Your body's retaining more water mm -hmm. so you can work out. So it, I needed that. I needed the physical, the practical input, whereas some people don't need that. Some people are quite self-driven and, and, and motivated anyway. They just might need some encouragement from a loved one or from the likes of yourselves, like a counselor, you know, a quick call with the helpline, for example, half an hour or whatever, having a chat and just giving some kind of encouraging words and a little bit of direction. You don't need to meet someone three times a week to to start to love yourself necessarily and you know, it doesn't you know, some of our conversations are sort of like resource particular anxiety like send a few resources across and very much sort of cbt based yeah. but a lot of what we have come through is just facilitating that offload for them to be like i really don't feel like i'm doing anything and for us to just give back and reflect it all back to them and yeah. say well hold on a minute you've managed to do x y and z all within 24 hours how are you not seeing the progress that you're making and sometimes that's all people need just to hear it back to themselves and then they'll sit there and go oh my god how have I done all of this a little bit of perspective yeah because yeah. sometimes you know uh, well not sometimes nearly every caller that calls you guys on the helpline their brain is going a million miles an hour and they think they're the worst person in the world they're incredibly anxious they're mm -hmm. spinning they're just completely spinning and spiraling almost and they just need a little bit of grounding and then you've 
perspective on things and that can do wonders can't it but there are people that will need something you know a bit more structured mm-hmm. which which is fine you know if they're more that there's more complex and there's something more diagnosable like I mentioned at the beginning um what kind of you know from your understanding and your kind of theoretical training as well what kind of treatments or interventions are there for someone that's really kind of set in some negative thought patterns and potentially a formal condition like body dysmorphia so what kind of support is out there so um your GP is always a really good place to start um Firstly, because some of the people we deal with on the helpline are not local. Yeah, we yeah. So they're coming to us for local charities or local organizations they can go to. And obviously all I've got is Google. Yeah, yeah. So GP is always a really good place to start because they will be able to recommend local organizations. Yeah. Um, if there is something medical or, or diagnosable, um, again, the GP is the person that would be able to do that or would be able to signpost to a psychiatrist etc if we go in sort of extremes um to do so so um gp is always a really good place to start um obviously various helpline support um various yeah. of our companies that pay for our service have structured support on offer as well yeah. um cbt can be really useful in regards to sort of altering that way of thinking yeah. um challenging those negative thought processes particularly like you say those that have sort of been grained into us right from day dot as an early teen or whatever um so there's support that we can offer on like a surface level um and then obviously you've got your extremes such as like eating disorders that can develop from this you've got the likes of charities such as beats um again gp's always a really good place to start but um but you have got larger organizations such as beat i know they're very well known um in regards to that sort of support as well there's just so much out there and i think and again when people call us that they're expecting sometimes for us to be able to cure the situation in one call and people we need to be realistic even you know a couple of sessions or six sessions isn't gonna Mm -hmm. cure or fix you know a, a really conditioned way of looking at yourself years and years of an altered state of you know what you are but there's we can certainly empower those people and start them we can support them with how that's maybe impacting their daily life at the moment look at their anxieties and their mood and help them manage that as well so there's lots and lots of things but will help as a conduit and like signpost them to where they need to go as well um we covered a lot, a lot of things, and it's got gone quite quick. Um, but I think some, you know, the big takeaways here are really working towards that self acceptance, whether it's from body positivity, loving yourself, you know, spiritually, emotionally, whatever your personality, um, and finding the different ways that work for you to gain that self acceptance and prioritizing that above whether other people are, are accepting of you or not. Because if you love yourself enough, everyone else is irrelevant, you know, exactly. and what their perception of you is. Any kind of final thoughts from yourself, Natasha, on I think on the matter? you, you yeah. summarised that really nicely. Yeah. Um, it is about accepting your own perceptions first yeah. before exploring other people's perceptions so that we don't take them on as our own yeah. we can acknowledge them and say that's your opinion that's fine but I am happy yeah. I think that's the the key thing here to find that happiness within ourselves before looking for 
other people's opinions and, and perspectives. It's really insightful and you've been fabulous. And um, thank you very much, Natasha. It's okay, thank you so much for having me.